Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. And let me reiterate some things I said. We, our problem is that we try to put all kinds of meetings into one. Sometimes in a count meeting you can do that. But sometimes people in church try to have constant count meeting. Well, you can't have constant count meeting. And sometimes folks, you know, try to have a constant uh, crusade. Well, there are, there are believers meetings. We have mighty few of them. But you know, in 1 Corinthians 14, 26, he said, when ye are come together. That was just simply believers. Every one of you hath a song, hath a tongue, hath an interpretation. They went to church because they had something. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today, we continue the series, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits by Kenneth E. Hagan. Learn to lay aside desires that aren't from God and pursue God's plan for your life. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. I said, I told the Lord one thing about it. If you don't get up with that $2 million, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go all over the United States and tell off on you. <laughs> you wasn't big enough to put it over. She accepts the Lord build the house. But see, what happens is God really tells folks to do something, but then they go to build it. And they've got to do it. And they have to do it. And they labor under that till it kills them. They have a heart attack and die young. Somebody said, now see, that proves healing's not for everybody. Because, you know, that fine fellow, look at that work he built and then died right in the middle of it. No, it's because he's building himself and he worked himself to death. Amen. They talk about me going, I rest as a go. Glory to God, I'm resting in him. I mean, we which do believe have entered into rest. <laughs> Glory to God. Can you say amen? amen? Praise the Lord. So what we're doing is the result of what God said do. Not, not what I want, not my plan, not my purpose. No, it wouldn't bother me at all. I said, Lord, I'd rather be out on the field preaching anyway. Now, realize this, that, and let me reiterate some things I said. We, our problem is that we try to put all kinds of meetings into one. Sometimes in a count meeting, you can do that. But sometimes people in church try to have constant count meeting. Well, you can't have constant count meeting. And sometimes folks, you know, try to have a constant uh, crusade. Well, there are, there are believers meetings. We have mighty few of them. But you know, in 1 Corinthians 14, 26, he said, when ye are come together, that was just simply believers. Every one of you hath a song, hath a tongue, hath an interpretation. They went to church because they had something. Most time today, folks go to church to get something. Well, if you have to, that's fine. But folks who have something still go to church. But they ought to bring something with them. Then there are evangelistic services. Then there are healing meetings. Then there are teaching meetings or seminars. Then there are worship meetings. And then there are prayer meetings. We could go on down the list, maybe other kind of meetings. But our problem is this, that instead of having specializing in special meetings, and of course you've got to have all of them in church, a church and a pastor. We try to put all of them in one and then they're not as successful. And the Holy Ghost is not moving like he wants to move because it's all your plans and not his and he can't put his approval on it. So he'll bless you as far as he can and his power will be in manifestation as much as he can. And that'll just about be the end of it right there. But when we learn to move with him, 
I said, when we learn to flow with him, then what a difference it'll make. Now, sometimes, you know, in encouraging, and, and it's true, all right, encouraging laymen, which they should, work for the Lord, witness for Jesus, and so on and so forth. Many times, I've run into people who said, well, God's not going to use, uh, you know, he's going to use the whole body. Well, he's always used the whole body. But, but he's not going to use preachers. But uh, the Bible tells us that when Jesus ascended on high, he gave some apostles. He gave some prophets. He gave some evangelists. He gave some pastors and teachers. Now, see, that's God's plan. We didn't plan that out. We didn't get down here. Some folks got a committee and sent up to heaven and said, Lord, would you, would you give us, a, you know, some apostles and some prophets? No, he planned it all. What was his purpose in it? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That's what this five-fold ministry gift for. Now, different translation will help us. I, one of the best ones I like was, that he gave these ministry gifts in order to get his holy people ready to serve as workers. In order to get his holy people ready to serve as workers. All of us in the body of Christ ought to be workers. We got too many just sitting on the pew. Amen. So he gave them, you see, for the perfecting of the saints. Now what do you mean perfecting of the saints? Well, the maturing, that they may grow. Another translation said, and I like this one best, I looked at a number of them, reach mature manhood and reach that measure of development found in Christ. Well, you see, we will never get his holy people ready to serve as workers. We will never reach, we're talking about the church now, mature manhood and that measure of development is found in Christ without all five of these ministry gifts in operation and manifestation. Now you see our thinking has been, uh, well, uh, apostles and prophets have been done away with. Well, we don't have them nowadays. And most people just think we've got pastors and evangelists and now they've come to see that we've got teachers. And he wasn't talking about Sunday school teachers. They didn't have Sunday school back there then. Thank God for Sunday school teachers. Fine to teach people what you know all right. But it's a different thing to be anointed by the Holy Ghost and called of God to stand in the office of teacher and minister to the body of Christ. Amen? I said amen. amen. But now many have said, many good people, fine people said, well, I don't believe there'll ever be another order. Now listen to me carefully. Another order of apostles and prophets. Now what they're thinking about is the apostles of the Lamb. No, there'll never be another order of apostles like them. There are different classes of apostles. First, Jesus Christ himself is an apostle. Hebrews 3.1 said, Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Now why? Because the Greek word apostolos, translated apostle, means he sent one. He stands at the head of the list of apostles. He's in a class by himself. Then under that are the 12 apostles of the Lamb. There are only 12 apostles of the Lamb. Paul's not one of them. They were sent as eyewitnesses of the ministry of Jesus. With someone, Peter said, we've got to select one. 
that was with us from the beginning of the ministry of Jesus, from the baptism of John, and I witnessed to his resurrection. And of course, they're preachers and teachers too. And then there's a third class of apostles. And, and you'll find as you come on down that they're less anointed than the others are. And, and that is like Paul, 13th chapter of Acts, there were in the church at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, such as, mentions five men, among them Barnabas and Saul. And he said, as they ministered to the Lord, the Holy Ghost said, separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. And in the 14th chapter of Acts, it said, now when the apostles, plural, Barnabas and Saul. Barnabas just much apostle as Saul. Now what were the apostles to? The whole body of Christ? No, they were apostles to the Gentiles. Paul wrote in both letters to Timothy. He said, I am a preacher. And you see, first of all, every Christian's a preacher. I said, every Christian's a preacher. I said, every Christian's a preacher. <laughs> to preach means to proclaim or to tell. Everyone's supposed to tell the good news. But I'm a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. He's called to them. One that's called to a certain land, as we call a missionary, is really a sent one, an apostle to that. That's a lower order of apostle, but he's still an apostle. And it seems that an apostle has all the ability of all the five-fold ministries put together. Prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. He can get people saved, but he can also start churches and build churches. I mean spiritually, not just build a building. Organize. You see, uh, uh, many evangelists can get people saved, but they're like Philip. They just go their way. That's it. That's how far as their ministry goes. But there are others. I know in Pentecostal ranks, when I first came into Pentecostal, I saw people that had that kind of ability. They, not many full gospel churches. They'd go from town to town, hold meetings. They could get people saved, stay there and build a church, get it going real good, turn it over to somebody else and go somewhere else. They were pioneers. Really, they were apostles in this lower class of apostles. You see what I mean? Anointed and called and sent to do that. And then there are those that are anointed by God and sent with a special message for the believers in general. They are apostles too. They're sent ones, you see. Amen. And God's trying to get us ready in these days to accept this lower level of apostles and realize their work and then the full work of God can be done. That you see there are, there are different classes as apostles, and there are degrees or measures of anointings. And so it is with the other ministry gifts. Now stop and think just a minute. Jesus is our example. You know, Peter said, talking about Jesus, that he left an example that we should follow in his footsteps. But that doesn't mean that we die on the cross like he did. We don't have to follow that example because he was our substitute, he took our place. But he's our example in ministry. He's our example in Christian walk. He's our example to walk in love. You see, Jesus stood in all five of these offices. Now, first of all, we know he's an apostle because he's a sent one. And Hebrews 3, 1 said, consider the apostle of our profession, Christ Jesus. Secondly, we know he's a prophet because he calls himself a prophet in his hometown. He said no prophets without honor save his own home, his own town, his own country. Third, we know he's an evangelist. He said, the spirit of the Lord's upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel. That's evangelist message, all the rest of our but he specializes in it. 
We know that he's a teacher. How do we know he's a teacher? Well, the Word of God said in, in Luke, the fourth chapter, the 14th verse, this is after that he was baptized by John in Jordan. And as he came up straightway out of the water, the Holy Ghost descended upon him and, and anointed him. And, and the 14th verse of the fourth chapter of Luke said, he, and he returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him throughout all the region around about. The 15th verse said, and he taught in their synagogues being glorified of all. You read through the four gospels carefully and underline the word teach or taught and you'll find that he did more, it's referred to more than any other kind of ministry that he had. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer the CD series, Camp Meeting Classics, Volume 1 for 1995. Featuring classic camp meeting sermons from Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, Oral Roberts, and John Osteen. Call today and get this month's special offer now. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. And I want to thank all my partners out there for you that help us to keep this program going every week by sending in a donation. And you can go to rhema.org slash WPC, Word Partner Club, and help us. Men, don't miss this year's Call to Arms Men's Conference this November 7th through 9th in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Join conference host Ken Hagen plus Todd White and Andre Butler. Don't miss the Straight Talk Workshops, Luncheon, and Powerful Ministry Time. Register now for just $60 at rhema.org slash CTA or call 918-258-1588, extension 2238. Don't wait. Register today. Tomorrow, more from Reverend Hagen on this powerful teaching. That's tomorrow on Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.